How are you all doing? I hope you're getting on in the world. This ever-changing, dynamic world. Oh, that apparently I just read that uh, our uh, magnetic field has diminished by 10%. What that means, I'm not exactly sure, but I know it's not good. Do I need to worry about that? I did at the time. I, I, I When I was reading the article, I was very worried. And then I'm like, you know what? Not going to worry about it because it's not going to change anything. Not going to change a damn thing. So I have decided not to. And uh, that has worked out very well for me so far. Uh, thanks for the people who uh, uh, had uh, some uh, nice things to say about the last podcast, uh, the interview with uh, Dr. Bradley Rosen. Appreciate it. I like the interview as well. It's the first interview I've had. Then No, it's not. The second interview I've had. And uh, some uh, amazing insights uh, from uh, Brad Rosen that um, I wanted to expound upon today because they're things, they're issues that I have been um, working on for quite the while. Uh, particularly particularly um, having to do with finding out who you are through adversity and not having to find out through you uh, who you are, like a lot of people, because things are going well. You know, you're successful in whatever it is you, you, are, you set out to do. Like Brad, he was an eye surgeon making a lot of money, had a beautiful wife, things were great, though underneath, things weren't really all that great, but he didn't really need to do the work to find that out because he had other things that were masking that, namely him being a successful eye surgeon that was giving him esteem and confidence and his identity what do you need to go looking? Why what do you need to go look behind the door? What do you don't? What do you don't do that? Come on, go on a nice vacation. Listen to what all those people tell you. Just fix that guy's vision. How wonderful are you? You're a success, and that's you know that's how we are as human beings, the species, our species, the least resistance possible. I mean, how many times have we heard other people say, I've said myself, God, that was the best thing that ever happened to me, that failure or that difficult time. I wouldn't want to do it again, but that moment in time made me who I am today. But we want to, it's terrible. When you're in the middle of it, it's fucking horrible. And uh, that's just the way we are as human beings. And so, you know, what Brad was saying to me, you know, specifically about his whole identity being wrapped up in what he did for a living, being an eye surgeon and what that meant and what that meant, how it made him feel when he was around other people and um, 
what it gave him as far as self-confidence is something that I've thought about for a lot of my adult life, which is, you know, wanting to feel that way, but without, but having it come from within, not from the thing I did for a living, what other people thought of me because of what I do for a living or how successful I am. And, you know, it's for some people, like uh, I may have said before, it's just, you know, some people have been given the tools in their childhood to get on in this world in a way that is healthy and with the tools to fix whatever problem comes in their way in a way that is um, positive. And other people, like myself, or just haven't been given those tools. We have to learn on our, on our own, or we just never learn. We just go from one episode to the next, in the dark, unaware of the things that are holding us down and causing us self-destruction. Anyway, I... Um, you know, it's just been a, a fascinating subject for me. Uh, I guess I, I, I realized it uh, maybe, I think it's been like 15 years. I um, Around 20 years ago, I went to Thailand for the first time, and uh, I really loved it. I had a great time, and, you know, I met some interesting people, and I traveled down the islands, and I went up north, went back another time, and then I was like, you know, I just, I don't want to go there. I don't want to do that type of traveling anymore. I want to get away from the backpackers and the other travelers. And I want just want to, this authentic experience. Really find out how other people live and meet people from other cultures more. In a more focused way, I guess. And uh, I don't know. I was just searching, man. And uh, trying to find myself as well. And uh, it just popped in my head one day, Cambodia. Why? I have no idea. I just felt like it was less traveled, more authentic. And it just hit me. I gotta go. I'm going to Cambodia, and, I, and so I I did. And at the time, I uh, I was in this play that was successful, and I was doing this play for like a year. And at the end of the play, uh, I was gonna go to Cambodia. You know, right before the play ended, this guy, this uh, manager saw the play and he came up to me after the play and he said, hey, you're fantastic, man. I uh, I really, really love to have a meeting with you and maybe, you know, represent you and yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, yeah. And this guy was like a big time manager. So I was like, oh, shit, this is fantastic. So I said, "All right, you know, hey, I'm going to Cambodia. I'm going on. A, I'm going away for like uh, six weeks. I'll be back after Christmas." Like, okay, yeah, call me. Come and we'll come in. We'll talk. Great. So, day of my uh, day, I'm leaving. I go over to my friend uh, Michael's house. I have dinner over there. A couple drinks. We talk. He uh, drives me over to LAX. And as we're arriving at LAX, I remember like it was yesterday. I said, man, you know, this trip, I'm really looking forward to this trip. I really want to do this not 
go outside myself and, you know, try to, you know, look to pick up women and um, be centered in myself and being okay with being alone and really embodying who I am and blah, 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 you know, whatever that meant to me at the time. And uh, I went over there, man, and, uh, you know, I, I, I flew into Bangkok, and then uh, two days later I got, a, I got a flight, a short flight to Phnom Penh. I did no research, no idea about Cambodia, Phnom Penh, nothing. The only thing I knew is I wanted to go there. So I take this midnight flight from Bangkok to Phnom Penh, and I'm on this plane. It's only like a 45-minute flight. And there's this guy uh, with a buzzed haircut next to me. Uh, he looks like he's an American guy. And uh, he says, hey, you going to Phnom Penh, huh? He's like, I'm like, yeah. He's like, where are you staying? I'm like, I don't know. He's like, what do you mean? It's, uh, you, you know, it's going to be like 1 o'clock in the morning when you land there. I'm like, yeah, I know. It's like, uh, you know, I've been traveling for, you know, like 15 years now uh, by myself. I've always, I've never made reservations at a place. I've always found a place to stay. And, uh, you know, I'll find something. And he's like, uh, okay, uh, well, I got a, I got a driver that's picking me up. He's going to drive me back to the base or wherever he's staying. And, like, and he's like, uh, I'll drop you off. I know of a hotel. You could stay at that place. I'm like, okay, cool, great, thanks, man. And he did that at some small little hotel somewhere in Phnom Penh. And uh, went straight to bed. I was uh, exhausted. Woke up, had no idea where I was, except for obviously the fact that I was in Phnom Penh. But nowhere, didn't know anything else. Looked out the window, beautiful blue skies. Perfect day. Take a shower, go downstairs. And uh, I had this tiny little backpack, like a, just like a book bag. Nothing, like one pair of pants, a couple shirts, had nothing. And I step outside, didn't even know which way was north, nothing. It was like this gravel road in front of me. And um, I didn't know, you know, should I go left, right? I had no idea. So I'm like, ah, I'll go right. So I walk like one block, and to my left, this little, like, market not even a market, just like right on the side of this little road. People selling all types of food, meat, beans, whatever. And I'm like, oh, let me check that out. And uh, I walk into this little place, and I'm the only white person there. And I'm just walking around, and I'm like, this is why, this is why I came. You know, I, I just... This is why I wanted to travel. You know, and these people, I was amongst these people, and they looked at me like they, they were unsure why I was there, but they were so nice, smiling at me. And it was a wonderful experience. I, I remember feeling just joy. Joy being in the moment and knowing that I had six weeks. <laughs> six weeks vacation. I was free, completely free. And um, 
that trip, man, I rented a motorcycle and I went all around the country, met all these people, and I acted in ways that I was proud of myself, of who, of the man I thought I had become. Um, I met like I met this girl one time. She was eating alone. She was eating next to me. She was from Australia, and I started talking to her. And um, I said, "Why don't you, you know, to join me for dinner?" And we started talking. And she's like, "Yeah, I'm married. My husband is uh, back in Australia. I just came here to, I don't know. I think she said to clear her head, whatever that meant." And uh, so we had this great conversation at the end of dinner. She said, "Hey, you wanna?" Um, come back to my hotel and have a drink. And uh, I was like, yeah, I would, but uh, I'm not gonna. You know, I, I just didn't feel right. I, I didn't want to be that guy, you know. And I don't regret it at all. You know, several other times where how I handled myself and um, how comfortable I was in my own skin alone felt amazing because it had took it had taken me years to get to that point where I could be traveling on my own and be completely comfortable with myself not looking externally not trying nothing just centered in myself and just at ease it was an amazing trip and i came home with that confidence and I called up that manager, we had the meeting, came into his office, great guy, how you doing, where'd you go? Yeah, you went there, oh, amazing. Um, gave him my resume, and he realized, this guy only has credits in theater. He doesn't have any film or television credits. He was very honest with me. You know, he was a guy in his probably mid-50s, and he had this uh, very successful client that was making him uh, a lot of money. And uh, he said to me, he's like, you know, you're a talented guy, but uh, you don't have any film or television credits, and I'd have to get on the phone for a year to get you in the doors for you to start working and making money. And I, I don't, I don't want to work that hard. I want somebody who already has those credits, and I just need to make one or a couple calls to get you in, my assistant makes the calls, and you get on a TV show, and I make my 10 15% off to your $30,000, $50,000 a week. So I was on the street. That was it. I was done. And I didn't have many. tried to get some uh, meetings with uh, other agents, and uh, I couldn't get any other meetings with any any agents that would. There are plenty of agents that would have had meetings with me. But those agents don't have any power. They can't do anything for you except submit you like every other schmuck in Los Angeles for security guard number three on Castle or Law and Order SVU and 500 other schmucks agents are doing the same thing. I don't need an agent for that. I need an agent that has power that all I, all I have to do is call up the casting director and get me in the day. I just signed this guy. I think he's great. You should see him. Okay, send him in. But I couldn't get any of those people to see me. 
So I was uh, in the same place I was before. So without any of the hope that I had before, I started to lose that confidence and I started to get into a depression. And I realized, oh, that man I thought I was was only predicated on him having an acting career or the hopes of having one were within his grasp. He was on his way. And because of that, he was the man acted as such and felt that way and had the esteem. But without that, he was he felt he was nothing. He was less than. That's how I felt. And I realized that at that moment. It's like, oh man, I I was that person, but it was only predicated on that. That's pretty fucked up. I got a lot of fucking work ahead of me. Because I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be a person that only feels good if he's got money in his pocket, if he's got a great career. You know, I want to be a person who doesn't feel, that feels like my friend Oscar in Colombia, who doesn't have a fucking dime to his name, but feels like a fucking giant. Because he does exactly what he wants to do. He doesn't make a lot of money at it. He's an amazing, talented dancer, but he can't rub two nickels together. But if you meet him, you wouldn't know that. You wouldn't feel that. You would feel like this guy is filled with confidence and self-esteem. And that's who I wanted to be. It's been a long, a long road. You know, today I feel pretty good about myself, who I am. Um, Sometimes I don't. Uh, but by and large, um, you know, you know, it's a it's a process that continues on. But uh, you know, it's been, uh, you know, this this I'm talking 15 years now, maybe 13, 13, 15 years. You know, it's the same thing that happened to Brad. It's the same thing that happened to him. He lost. He had to lose everything financially or his career what he as a doctor to be forced to look look at himself who he really was what was really underneath the white coat with his name on it that said doctor who was really under that coat you know and uh it's a long road man it's a long and hard road that a lot of people aren't prepared to take. You know, I can understand that. It's, uh, you know, because it's there's no finish line. There's no, you know, it's like, oh, I'm, I feel I'm there. You know, I've, I've, I've graduated. It's, you know, life just doesn't happen that way. And that, that understanding and acceptance of that it took me a long time. Because I didn't want to accept that. I wanted to think that, hey, you know, uh, I got like a couple of years left and then I'm going to be there. <laughs> I'm going to be that person, you know. And where I am a healthy individual and I act appropriately and I am emotionally aware and don't react to uh, 
uh, negative impulses and this and that and the other thing. Sometimes I do. A lot of times I, 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 uh, you know, I act accordingly and I have the wherewithal and the self-awareness to understand my emotions. And sometimes I just, I do have it, the awareness, but I just can't pull the trigger. I just can't control myself. And, uh, you know, being in this pandemic has really been um, a tester to that. And, you know, I failed miserably at times, at times. But for the most part, I have, uh, I've done pretty well. I've done pretty well and, you know, I've learned, uh, uh, or, you know, I should say, I, re- I have relearned things that uh, I've learned in the past that um, tools that I have picked up and then I've dropped along the way and that I needed to relearn again. And that's just another, um, you know, understanding if that's how life is as well. You know, you got to, some things you got to learn over and over again. You know, uh, it's been a really difficult year for a lot of people. And, uh, but uh, it's been, it's been, uh, you know, I've been also quite lucky this past year in a number of respects. And it's been a transition period, man. It, it, it is a transitional period in my life. Where it's going to take me, I have no idea. It has taken me, um, you know, to do this podcast. And, uh, you know, it's a form of therapy of mine to do this podcast, to be able to, um, you know, have no expectations about, you know, any of this and just, um, you know, and I hope you like it. I don't know. I think that's it. I think I'm done. I think I'm done for today, Wednesday the 6th, 2021. And, uh, oh, I didn't tell you. All of last week, I built the uh, two uh, planter boxes for uh, my tomatoes. They came out fantastic uh but i have to tell you man it was fucking hard i haven't done carpentry in like eight years and i did two i I made two planter boxes they're like six feet by two feet and uh they came out great but the first one man it just reminded me of how difficult it is how much it sucks to learn something when you're a novice because I, it reminded me when I first did construction years ago, and you know, you just to to do construction when you know you've never done it before, you feel like a moron. You drop things, you knock things over, you leave things in one place, you go to another place, you go to look for that thing, it's not there, you left it in the other place, you make a mistake, you cut something you shouldn't have cut, you cut your finger, you you know, you're bleeding or whatever. I mean, it's just, it sucks to be the new guy. And, you know, I haven't done construction, or, or I haven't done carpentry in like eight years, I said. And doing that first one, man, I just went back to like the days when I first started dropping things, knocking things over, making mistakes. And I'm like, oh my God, this fucking sucks. But, you know, muscle memory, things come back pretty fast. And uh, I did, I, I built the second one in like 20% of the time I built the first one. 
It came out great, man. And uh, I bought some seeds online, some heirloom tomato seeds. They're they're already sprouted. And I bought some uh, tomato plants, some heirloom tomatoes already. They're in the they're in the ground. And uh, it's great. Fucking love it, man. So I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna cut you loose, and I'm gonna go out there and uh, fiddle with uh, my tomatoes. Take care of yourselves, and I'll talk to you uh, when I talk to you. Bye.